Hello friends, this is Raquel here and welcome to Crumbling Woes, my new podcast that I'm very excited about. Um, I wanted to talk today about a little bit about why I chose the name Crumbling Woes, what this podcast is going to be about and also what my story is so you just get to know me a little bit better and you can also get to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm going with this podcast and yeah so welcome and let's start I do have a little a few questions written in my notebook but I think the first thing we're gonna start with is the name of the podcast so why crumbling walls so crumbling walls was a name that uh, came to me during some kind of um, retreat I went to about not a year ago but almost a year ago um, in this retreat Initially, I didn't know some people, but most people I didn't know. So initially, it made me feel quite scared or anxious. I do suffer with social anxiety, so sometimes with unknown people, you know, I get quite quiet and nervous. And I was feeling that at that point. I was feeling quite closed. And, you know, people were like singing and playing together and I, I couldn't... I don't know if you've ever had this feeling where you want to sing or you want to speak, but, you know, it just doesn't doesn't happen, you know? You can, I just can't do it. So that's how I was feeling. And, you know, I was feeling, seeing everybody being so free and so loving and so... Um, well, that was in my eyes, you know? Obviously, everybody's in their own head thinking how stupid they are or something, but... Um, so I, I was feeling quite sad about this, and the next day, the second day of the retreat, we we went to a sound bath that one of the girls was offering. And in this sound bath, I I felt this darkness, like I was closed up within these walls, and I was alone in the darkness, and I didn't want to be alone there. And then I realized I saw the walls that surrounded me. And I realized that it was my choice that I could decide to just crumble them. And so I did in that moment. And I felt all the light swirling around and kind of all the other people's light swirling within my light. And and finally kind of felt the love, felt so much love in that experience. And um, obviously that's, that was, there were images in my mind. Um, but they, they were really, really strong images and really powerful for me in that moment. After that experience, I did, of course, you know, these looks keep coming to me. But um, on that day after the experience, I was able to sing with the other women in the group. I was able to actually connect to people deeper. So that kind of made me realize that I built these walls when I was a child and we all create these protective walls, these defense mechanisms when we're kids or when there's trauma involved to protect ourselves from harm and from others getting to us and hurting us. So, you know, that's useful. That's useful for, for a while. It helps us survive, I guess, when we're kids, teenagers. But I think it arrives a moment where you realize those walls are not actually protecting you anymore. They are restricting you. They are trapping you. They are 
closing you up and then I felt like I could not express myself I could not be the full expression of myself I could not love fully and also I wasn't letting people come in and loving me I think I wasn't even letting myself loving myself fully so you know I think those walls are they trap us at some point so this name of crumbling walls comes from this idea of these defensive walls and how can we crumble them and how can we become the full expression of ourselves I guess and I want to go through you know in this podcast I do want to go through my own experiences tell you my stories tell you what I've realized about different topics such as rejection shame fear perfectionism and also creativity playfulness things that I have been working with myself but I also want to invite people to come up here and tell us their story, tell us what their woes were, tell us how they've been working and how they are working on it, and let us know also how, well, where they're at the moment. So I really want to hear lots of stories from different people and, and to embrace their growth, give them a place to, ex- to, to express this with the hope that it will also help other people that is in the same situation that we were or we are. So that's the idea behind the podcast. Yay! All right. Now, (laughs) I'm very excited about this. Let's go to my story and and all of that stuff. Let me get my list. Um, I know the the questions and I'm going to... This podcast is not going to be prepared as such. We may have a few, a guideline or questions. And then the idea is that everything is a flow from within. So it's going to be very spontaneous and very authentic and real. That's, that's the idea. <laughs> okay. Then the first question would be, what's my story and why do I do what I do? So... Um, in terms of my story, I, well, I'm Raquel, hi, I was born in Barcelona in 1994 and my main issue, I would say, growing up, like my main wall, my main defense mechanism and my main fear was, I think, rejection and I think everybody, we all want to be seen. And I guess I felt like I I wasn't. Then in terms of, I wanted to talk to you first about school. So when I was, when I was about four or five, I remember we were a group of three friends and we would go to each other's house on Fridays and play together. And I have some memories of that. And I just felt like I belonged. And I think it was really beautiful and I was really, I don't know, I have like really good memories of that. But um, one year, maybe when I was six or so, one of the girls came back from holidays and started treating us really, really badly and bullying us, ignoring us and kind of putting everybody in the class against us. So I guess that's when it started. 
and you know it did continue for maybe four or five years where there was this um, emotional abuse I guess and you know name calling and just rejecting and ignoring uh, mainly which I think as a kid you don't understand that it's not your fault you know even if even if as an adult I see that now because she only she also didn't do it only to my to me she did it to all the people too you know it's one of these people that just did that um but at the time you know I was six so I blame myself I guess and you know what stays in your subconscious even when you grow up is that you're not good enough and that people won't like you if you if you are yourself if I am myself they won't like me they won't accept me so you know that started really early in life and I don't have a lot of memories and I think my brain may have blocked some of that I felt I remember feeling very lonely in in school and you know I remember like a couple of memories once when we were like playing together and the main memory I remember was that I was going to play with them and with my my class and this girl that used to be my friend turned to me and said why do you always play with us why can't you just go and play with other kids and I was like I, I I'm such a shy kid I guess like I I just I just didn't have words and I just left and went to play with the, the class uh, that was one year or younger. Um, and I remember that, like, you know, as a kid, these small things can be really painful. These small rejections can be really painful. Um, but, you know, there was, it was just a general time that was, was lonely and I felt lonely. Then, you know, I did grow up and when I was, by the time I was 10, I started like standing up for myself and creating these walls that protected me. And I was like, oh, well, I don't care. Oh, well, you don't talk to me like that. You don't talk to me like that. I'm kind of, you know, finally standing up for myself and also standing up for others in the class that were still bullied by this person. Um, so, you know, then I started being more like, cool like oh I don't care went to secondary school and I did have good friends then and I didn't have any further problems in terms of you know kids with with kids in in secondary school etc but you know I did stay quite shy especially with people I didn't know and I think that was where my social anxiety was born and these walls that stopped me from fully expressing myself and fully being myself then also my parents they're they're great people and I love my parents but probably like that generation most people weren't very emotionally available um my dad was also yeah he wasn't very emotionally kind of responsive I guess and um you know my dad and my granddad and they wanted me to study so and I know that that was kind of important to them. And I received praise when I had good grades. 
So I was quite hard on myself, I guess. Um, like I pushed myself to study and I think that ended with the perfectionism that I struggled with later on in life and being hard on myself of like, again, you're not good enough. You need to do more. You need to be perfect. It's not, you know, there's mistakes in it. Oh, it's not, it's not a 10 out of 10. Oh my God. <laughs> and again, it was another thing that I wanted to be accepted. So I started doing this, you know, studying and trying to be better. And I think all of that ended making me adapt to people a lot. You know, I could tell, I could tell what people wanted from me and I was able to adapt and be that person you know, and then I found myself being slightly different people with different groups, you know, um, which initially I think I thought it was good. Again, defense mechanism. <laughs> it helped me survive. Um, but later on, I realized a few years back, I was like, well, but who am I? Am I that person? Am I this person? It was really confusing. Um because I, I just didn't know who I was. Was I this student? Was it the, I don't know, artist? Was it, you know, what, what was it? So that was another thing um, that I think rejection brought into my life. Um, and well, later on I grew up, you know, when I was 16 I had my first boyfriend and that was not good neither. <laughs> I fell into an abusive relationship. He was emotionally abusing me basically and um, we will go into more detail on this topic I think um, later on because I have people coming to talk about these kind of things so you know we'll get more into that but again I was adapting myself to to try to be with this person ignoring all the red flags and my boundaries and and just wanting I guess to be loved and to be accepted so that developed, lasted for three years, where I did get really isolated from my friends, but managed to get out of it finally, and then I went to uni. And when I went to uni, I, I've always, I always wanted to be a vet growing up, because I didn't get to have pets. My mum was allergic, and I absolutely loved animals, loved animals. So I always said I wanted to be a vet. So I grew up and at 18, you know, I actually wasn't as sure anymore uh, because I had I had a philosophy class when I was maybe 16, 17 and I loved it. I loved debate. I loved talking about the human mind and why things are the way they are, what's right and what's wrong, what the world is, you know, all the philosophers and like weird theories. And now I think that was my introduction in like, um, all this psychology, spirituality, philosophy stuff. So when I arrived to 18, actually I did consider doing psychology or philosophy um, but in the end I went ahead and just did the, the vet stuff because that's what I always wanted to do. So I did that. Then I also should say I've, I always created when I was a kid. 
I painted, I did ceramic stuff. My mom was quite creative. It still is quite creative, really creative. So I did do a lot of creative stuff. And then in secondary school, started doing more like um, kind of graphic design stuff. Then I made like a fashion blog. Okay, fashion is not my thing, but <laughs> it introduced me into like photography, video, I was making videos, I was then, later on I get, got into photography. So I've touched a lot of creative things, despite I didn't think I was a creative person, somehow. <laughs> so when I finished my, my vet degree, you know, I finished that. And then at that point, I decided to move to the UK. So I moved to the UK with my boyfriend, current boyfriend, and initially we moved to a small town for, for work reasons, and I, we were there for about two and a half years. And that time, it was a bit, first it was a bit lonely, because it was a small town, we didn't know anybody, and it was not the easiest place to make friends. Um, Despite we do, we did ended making some friends at the end, but you know, <laughs> initially, yeah, it, it's a bit. It, it was a bit lonely. Despite my boyfriend were there, was there, but you do, do need people outside of the relationship, don't you? So, so that was that was how it was, and then at that point, I I started doing like some photography and stuff, but I was quite hard on myself. I was really hard on myself. I think I was starting to get into like the, the psychology and spirituality stuff and reading books about it. But I was really hard on myself, perfectionist. And, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to do 10 minutes of yoga every morning. And then I would do it for two days and then I would procrastinate and not do it. And then I would blame myself. And then it would be like that over and over again. So it, it was very frustrating and I wasn't kind to myself at all. Um, so I, I think I was like struggling with a bit of depression at that point and kind of understanding how to live life in my early 20s. A bit of a crisis there. Um, and I also struggled quite a lot with the social anxiety at that point. Then I think after that, I decided to move to Bristol. Again, moved with my boyfriend, current boyfriend. And when we moved to Bristol, we were like, yay, let's meet people. Let's, you know, get out and do all these amazing things because Bristol is so creative and amazing. And then one month later, COVID came and lockdown happened and we were isolated again. <laughs> so... Again, we were isolated during COVID, but um, I did make good friends at work that helped me through that. And um, and I think at that point is where things started changing for me. The way I was seeing things actually during COVID. Because I, I think at that point, you know, I just used the time to do things that I enjoyed. Apart from work, of course. So I just went for walks when I could. I would just sit in the garden in the sun or I started painting then and I started dancing, which I was really blocked um, around dancing. I could not dance even, I was just didn't do it on my own. 
less in front of other people unless there was alcohol or whatever so I started doing these things you know and and instead of being so hard on myself and trying to impose routines I was just like no let's just do what I fancy doing right now and kind of really being more aware of myself and listening to myself a little bit more and when I started painting I actually realized I am an artist I am a creative person I did study science but I am an artist that's that's you know that was so empowering to claim that label and it did change a lot how I saw myself too and I don't know how I didn't realize earlier because I've done so many creative things throughout my life um but I was just like oh they're just hobbies you know (laughs) um so I think I was starting to find myself at that time and then when we came out of finally came out of uh lockdown uh, I started going with kind of starting actually doing things in group meeting groups of people in Bristol and I met a group of women um in like a woman's circle spiritual woman's circle that have been really helpful and really close to my heart and we have developed together through the last year and a half or so we've we've known each other and I think they have been really important for me to I think we've been opening up together and and creating a safe space for each other and I think they have been really helpful in healing that wound that I had with with women I guess and with with friendships uh despite I did have all the friends and I do have really good friends in Barcelona um but I think the way we supported each other here and the fact that we all had our wounds is it's been it's been very very healing so through you know through this community and also through painting I have explored a lot of I've learned a lot about my trauma and my childhood defense mechanisms and the false beliefs that I had since childhood about perfectionism and myself and how things are, how relationships are. And then I discovered that most of it was not true. (laughs) Like most of it was not true. And, you know, we take, carry those things with us, those walls and finally now you know I'm not gonna say that I've got rid of everything I got rid of fear I got I let go of like fear and shame and all of those things I don't think it's so much about getting rid of these emotions these emotions are human these emotions are necessary but it's about understanding these emotions, understanding our trauma, understanding our limiting beliefs and loving those parts of ourselves, accepting that those parts are there, you know, that that hurt was there and kind of making peace with it and then being able to move through it. So I'm not expecting it to just disappear forever. I know it's going to pop back into my life, but I think at this point I'm more like, oh, here you are again, dear fear. Okay, you can be there, but I'm just going to do this anyway. You know? And and that's why I'm here. 
And that's where I decided to open this podcast because as I was saying, I've been exploring a lot of things through creativity and through painting. I've explored a lot of topics that I do want to dig deeper. I've also done some poems about it and I just want to come here and actually talk to people, talk to you about these ideas because I think it can be really, really helpful to others and I wish I had heard this when I was at that point, you know, instead of seeing lots of videos about how to be more productive, how to be more perfect, how to do this better, how to, you know, it's like, you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to. <laughs> um, we all are in the same boat, we all have wounds, we all have trauma and it's okay and you don't have to be perfect. So that's what I want to bring here and that's why I do what I do and why I do it from a point of view of kind of creativity and art because that's I think that's the way I want to express these things and I think next question <laughs> so the next question would be where am I at now so as I was saying I I feel like maybe something has finished like a phase in my life maybe has finished and I'm not saying I don't have to like explore more my my trauma and my wounds yes for sure I'm learning like everybody else but I also feel like these walls that I built despite they're still kind of there they're not stopping me in the same way I wouldn't be here with a camera pointed at me and, and a microphone talking to people and sharing my voice if if I still was felt enclosed inside that lonely place that I put myself into. So I feel like that's broken a little bit and now I can express and I want to express and I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing it and not everybody's going to like it and yeah, sure, there's going to be probably some, you know, there's always bad, bad, bad comments on on the internet but I don't care actually like it's really exciting because I'm honest this time I don't care so I just wanna express and create like poems and dancing and paintings and voice and just be myself so I'm very excited for this new time in my life and I'm excited to see what all of this takes us, takes me and also because I, as I said earlier, I'm going to bring people here, people that I know and maybe with time also people that I don't know, to tell their stories, to tell their trauma, how, what helped them in the same way that, for example, creativity probably was my main helper although for me it was I think creativity community and a woman's circle and I do have to say magic mushrooms were really helpful too <laughs> um, so these things really helped me understand myself better and get through those fears and those traumas so now I can I feel like I can express myself so what is it you know that 
different people? What are their stories? How did they work through that? And where are they now? And what have they done with it? Because I also feel like sometimes when you have some kind of trauma or block or, you know, for me, as I was saying, I think it was rejection and that brought this shame and shyness and and the fear of being myself when at the same time I knew I had so much to express. I think that precisely is what brings me here now. This is like the ultimate opening up for me which is coming up here and being like, you can see me now. You can, you know, listen to me if you want to. I'm, I'm opening up. And I think that will help people too. So I think from our fears and traumas, we can finally use those to help others that are in the same place where we were before or are in the same path that we are personally. So... I'm very excited to, again, bring more of my stories. I love storytelling in this podcast. Bring other people's stories and just, I want to grow together and keep learning together with you. And I think all the stories you're going to hear here are going to be very inspirational. And I hope they can also help people, you know, understand themselves better and maybe open up questions about about themselves make people reflect about themselves and say you know oh maybe this is you know I can I can try this or maybe this is a wound I need to you know again I'm not a therapist so if something comes up for you you know it may be a good idea to get a therapist and explore this with them but hopefully this will open people's eyes and bring questions into the table that could be really really helpful and if it's not helpful for others it is very helpful for me to do this and to finally open up so this is the end of the first episode of the intro I hope you know me a little bit better and what my journey's been like and also what this podcast is going to be like. And I'm very excited to see you on the next episode, which probably will be in two weeks' time. So lots of love from me. I hope you have a beautiful week. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>